live from Cape Town. This is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Welcome back once more. Now this evening we are going to get and to clear up the dates and what is going to be happening around the minstrel carnivals. Because the city of Cape Town and the Cape Cultural Events and Carnival Committee, they've now reached agreement. Uh, and I'm not going to go in what's here further. I've got somebody that's going to tell us further what these agreements are. I have Mushfika Boota with me, the Cultural and Heritage Manager at the Castle of Good Hope and also the Cape Cultural Writer for Independent Media. Joining her, husband Nazim. I met my altijd the man who is on my kirkje aan te gee. Salam alaikum, Nazim. Salam alaikum to you guys. Salam alaikum to Jamil and all the listeners out there. Assalamu alaikum to the listeners of the Cape. Shukran for joining us because I know, Mushfika, there's been a bit of, uh, you know, misinformation going out. People yeah. a little uncertain. Then the event was going to happen and then it was not going to happen. What's the very latest? Okay, um, to start out, let's say that our Tweede Nieuwe Jaar, the annual Tweede Nieuwe Jaar street parade takes place on Tweede Nieuwe Jaar. Except that on this year, Tweede Nieuwe Jaar falls on a Friday. So because of Jumar prayers and out of respect for the Muslim faith, that cannot take place. Um, There are rules and regulations put in place by certain court orders which state that if any of these events fall on a religious Religious day day. whether it is Muslim or Christian Christian. it gets respected and it gets moved from that day therefore and for no other reason than that that Tuirinivaya parade could not take place on Tuirinivaya on the 2nd of January then came the proposal that the minstrel Tuirinivaya parade get moved to the next day which was the third Saturday the third of January Mm. we then had the scenario where Molid Nabi celebrations fell on the third of January there were then some teams from both organizations the Triple KA and the Cape Town Municipal Carnival Association who chose to then not partake in any annual road march which was going to take place on the 3rd being the Saturday Saturday. then came the suggestion that the road march be on the 3rd, the Saturday but that it finish before Maghrib to accommodate Maulud prayers, to accommodate supporters and members of troops because Mm. a large part of the menstrual fraternity is made up of Muslims. Muslims I think logistically um, it was considered and it was, would just not be possible to finish um, the road march. And then again, out of respect for the Muslim faith and out of respect for the Muslim members and supporters, um, all the various role players got together. And I'm very glad to say that a decision was n- taken. And now the Tuerinivaya parade will not take place on Tuerinivaya or Dadinivaya or Fiedinivaya. It will now take place on Monday the 5th of January 2015, inshallah. Inshallah. Okay, if you got it, listeners, I'm jotting all of this down because I know certainly I'm going to be bugged again. What that was Fika say? 5th 
of uh, that would be on a Monday. And it would be the normal up to the Boer Cup and all of that. The normal as in the past. As in the past, everything now remains the same. The only time when the route would have been changed was had the uh, march taken place on the yes, Saturday, Saturday to yes, shorten yes. the route, to try and get the troops done before mm-hmm. Maghrib. They would not have entered into the Boer Cup. But now everything remains the same. It is scheduled to start at Kaisergracht, down Darling Street, left into Adley Street, right into Wales Street and into the Boer Cup area. Beautiful. You mentioned two organizations. Okay. The names again? Uh, the Triple KA and the Cape Town Minstrel Carnival Association. Okay. And then I also want to pose this question. Now, there's always been. Uh, okay, let me get rid of these questions that the team has given me and saying that, you know, so we've established the route would be it's now going to be on the 5th, it's going to be on a Monday. Uh, they also wanted to know what sort of logistical arrangements are going to be put in place. I was more interested in Ulaat Statele. <laughs> well. <sighs> It's hoped that they start at 12 o'clock, although I do think that they would need a medic on hand for me personally <laughs> if they do start at 12. The mm. minstrels have sorely, sorely is in dire need of punctuality. Mm. And it is my hope that this year that um, we have always moaned and griped about us our own people, for want of a better phrase, being in charge of the carnival. The city has now handed that over to the minstrels and the new cultural committee was formed. And it is my hope that the minstrels from every organization across all boards will actually come together to make this a success and to be punctual. And it is my sincere hope that the first troop and that the procession actually does start on, at 12 p.m. on time inshallah because yes it's um i wasn't there last year and i think year before that but people complain they sit in the sun and the elderly and it gets tiring and eventually people pack up uh, and i thought that we need with all these these negative things we need to get rid of it and be more punctual as you said i think um nazim being a director of one of the largest troops um can perhaps explain the logistics from a troops perspective mm, to, to get the um, you know to get them there on time because mm. to me being the the cultural writer being I, I write from the community's perspective mm. and I blast them year after year after year to me there's no excuse for constantly mm. being late Okay, you are the chairman of uh, which group? I'm one of the directors of Santam District 6, who Santam, happens okay. to be the, the carnival champions. Tajamil, yes, Mushfika is very right. Minstrels and punctuality has never been on on par, the best of friends. Mm-hmm. But I think the, the, the listeners must also just, just to give them an insight. At 6 o'clock that morning, the troop sends out guys to the bus companies to get their buses. Okay. So 6 o'clock they get their buses, 5.30 sometimes. Then they start collecting the kids that play in the band. So one bus goes to Delft, one co- bus goes to Mitchell's Plain, one bus goes to Stramfontein. And they pick up the kids, sometimes at their homes, at designated uh, places. Mm-hmm. That takes... Easily up to three hours. 
you probably find early in the morning kids aren't there. Exactly. Yeah. You get to a place and they're not there yet. Oh my. Now a captain's got to run to the house. Mm-hmm. And also, not this year, but other years, some of the kids actually play for the Malay choirs also. Okay. So, let's not do it, Mukh. So, they they yeah. pick up these kids. <laughs> so, they pick up the kids. Mm. Then they start picking up members all over the, the, the Cape Flats. And to get that whole troop to a single point is not easy. And then some of the smaller troops also cannot afford enough buses. So what they do is they send one bus to Mitchell's Plain. That people get brought to wherever the clubhouse is. Then that bus goes out again to fetch people in Delft. So it's always a challenge Mm -hmm. for the troop owners. And this year... There might be problems with buses because Monday the 5th is a working day. It's a working day, yes. So all the buses is going to be out servicing the people going to work. That driver is going to be driving from very early. Hmm. So the troop owners must now wait till that work rush is gone and then, then they will get their buses. It's always a challenge. And we are well aware that the people are sitting there waiting. Hmm. In fact, I've missed the fact, yes, the fifth, many people are back at work. Completely yeah, but Hashemil, I think we have to be aware that this is not something that out of the ordinary. Uh, we have already had 20 road marches take place on working, working days. Day. It hasn't happened for a while. We've mm. managed to sort of steer it um, onto a public holiday or onto over the weekend. But we have already had the scenario where the road march has taken place on the Monday. Not on the Monday, on a working day, but I do believe that the 5th is most probably one of the later dates that we've had for the road march mm-hmm. to take place. I'm also going to ask you, working very closely with the city of Cape Town, uh, they're not being represented here this evening, but a lot of logistics have to be put in place. This is not something that happens overnight. When we look at the membership, the overall membership, what sort of numbers are we looking at? Well, our particular troop is close to 800. Okay. The big troops all average 800, some 1,000 and over. And so this is, this is big <laughs> troops. The Super League, the Super League at Athlone is 10 troops. Oh now, your God. Super League, to qualify there, you need to have more than 600 men. So there we're talking seven, 8,000 minstrels. Mm. It always boggles my mind how we get um, media and, with all due respect, the city of Cape Town coming with figures of 13,000, 14,000 members in total. We have 60 troops, more than 60 60 troops. troops. It's not possible Mm. on any level to have 10 uh, to 13,000 people. Um, The the numbers are far, far, far more than what are always given. Mm. Are we talking big numbers here? I want to talk a little bit about the logistics because I believe there's now at least uh, an agreement with the city of Cape Town. I think they've now realized that with all the tourists here, this is a re- an attraction for the city, you know, spinner for them. What sort of lo- logistics get put in place? Well, Patricia, we're just talking about the tourists. Uh, District 6, particularly, we've had people from Germany, mm. we've had people from Brazil, we've had people from the UK, Australia, New Zealand, take part in the procession. We've had Poorer families come from Pretoria to take part in the Klopse. Mm. So as far as tourism is concerned, this is a huge one. Oh. 
And as, and as for the logistics, the whole city, the whole of Darling Street, Adley Street, Wales Street must be fenced off. You need police all over the city. You need uh, uh, traffic officials all over the city. It starts the day before. So the preparation is big. I also just want to make clear that um, very often people speak about the amount of money that gets given from the city to the minstrels. And for the oddest reason, people think that it is literal money that filters down mm. into the man that walks in the street that you see pocket. The money that gets given a huge, huge, huge portion of it is given in logistics. logistics. I take it the other way around. To me, you're not giving that money to the minstrels. As a taxpayer, mm -hmm. when you have the event, I feel that I have the right to have fencing, public toilet security, all those sort of mm -hmm. things. So um, I, 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 I'm not very much in favor of when we say, oh, we gave three million rand to the no. minstrels in logistics. Um, the three million rand that you've given is not to the minstrels in logistics. Mm -hmm. It's so that your tourists can uh, safely watch the minstrels. This is the only, the only event of its nature in the world where the people who partake in this event are the ones who pay to be, be in the, the event. event because exactly. that man that walks down that street, that child that walks down the street within the enclosures, within within the fence, and puts up the display mm. for the locals, for the nationals, for the international tourists. He has paid for that uniform. So I, I, I'm not very pleased with the disdain with, at, with which the minstrels are sometimes treated because you know what? These people put up the show for everyone else out oh, absolutely. there. Absolutely. Yes, sometimes you, look, you read in the newspaper 3.5 million has been done, but, but it's logistics, <laughs> which they should have given free of charge. Because if you look at the city, when it is, you know, on these occasions at this time of the year, what happens there? The crowds that come in there. So we've got that. Okay, we've got it now. It's going to be the fifth. It's going to be on a Monday. Hopefully start. At 12 p.m. <laughs> inshallah. <laughs> okay, and it ends when, more or less? Um, we're looking at having morning. it end at about 11 p.m. inshallah. Uh, obviously, it's a working 11 p.m. inshallah. Um, as far as I know, there is no competition taking place on that day, minstrel competitions, and that will also help because normally um, you have minstrel competitions taking place and minstrels then have to go either to the stadiums first and then to the road march or from the road march and then to the stadiums. There is no physical competition um, taking place, so hopefully that will also alleviate um, some of the time constraints that we have. Nasib, I'm going to have to take a very short break, then I want to come back to you, and perhaps for those who uh, often just go to town to watch the minstrels, and that's it. What what takes place, like Mushfika has mentioned here, the stadiums and that, you know, all the other areas that you yes. do go and cover too. Okay, so, but let's pay the bills. We'll be back with you after this. With me, Mushfika Boota, who's the cultural and, and heritage manager at the Castle of Gurup, and also the Cape Cultural Writer for Independent Media. Then Habi Nazim also with us. Back with you after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape.
Welcome back once more to this evening's edition of Talking Point with me, Jamil, and again with me, Mshfika Boeta and Nazim Davids. What I'm getting here this evening, and I'm assuming many of you there, we probably go to the club, so we probably just go to town, and there's such a lot happening before the big march in the mother city, and I was stunned to hear now even... After that, once they've done the main march here in the city, what happens then? Okay, so I'm going to ask Nazim just to take us through it. You know, we would be familiar, as I just said now, with the one in town, but there's a lot happening that normally doesn't the, doesn't catch the media's eye or the general public. Yes, Mr. Jamil, after the road march, we go to the Cape Flats, we go to Manenberg, we go to Bonteville, we go to Delft. And a troop coming there into that area is an absolute highlight for, for everybody out there. Let me tell me when you're done here, does, does it mean the same night or the next couple of days? No, no. If we finish early, mm-hmm. same day. Okay. Out we go to Menenberg, and Menenberg line is a buzz. Yeah. When that troop starts getting out of the buses, the whole of Menenberg gathers. And this year particularly is actually very sad. Because of the, the, the shooting in the areas, a lot of the troop owners are very reluctant to go out there. Which yes. sadly denies the very people who sit the holy and wait for the troops. They can't afford to come to Cape Town. They, they can't afford it. Troops go there, but now... So the troops go out there. Now, uh, with the, the 16th force marquee, one of the troops got shot at in Delft. Wow. Which just exacerbates this whole situation. Mm. The troops are still going to say, but we're not going to take the chance to go into these areas. But troops coming into the Cape Flats areas is an absolute highlight for the kids. And we love going out there. Every troop loves going out there. But I do think we've also got to um, be cognizant of the fact that they are still people who are not by the financial means to get to town. There are still people who are not by the financial means to have food for a full day of sitting at the road march. Mm. So I do think that the minstrels are also trying their very best to... Um, bring some joy. Bring some bring joy. joy. Bring some joy. And, and I, it, it often, I'm often astounded by the complete negativity that is sometimes projected at um, the minstrels. Mm. And I find that it's sometimes very naive. Absolutely. For me, with the march taking place in Cape Town, just establishes also Amalha move area book up and I area said so and district six. So we, we take back our rightful place, the march takes place there. Yes. But many of the people who moved out can't see can't be in town to see everything, so you go out to them. The Mannenbergs, Hanover Park. Absolutely. And therefore if you look at what the troop in Hanover Park, the troop in Lavender Hill, the troop in Mannenberg, what it means to a community is so far removed from the negative perception which often plagues um, the minstrels. Um, t- for instance, I, it's something that I that I often relay. I go, went to a Klopskame in Lavender Hill and there were little tables, square tables, and I asked the uh, troop owner, do you play dominoes here? And he says, no, we don't play dominoes here. When there is shooting in Lavender Hill and the children can't go to school, the troop 
captains go and fetch the children at their homes wow. and they come there for the day to do their schoolwork. Wow. Very seldom do people realize that the troop, the troop practice which takes place throughout the year is the only time that a child who has to head, uh, very often have to head a household which is plagued by mm. drugs, which is plagued by crime and violence. It's the only time that that child gets a plate of food. People do not realize that there are people working very, very hard behind the scenes to see that they are t- our children go to school every day, to see that our children go to madrasa every day. We are working within a community whereby throughout the year we work alongside them. They are the same people. Mm. The menstrual supporters and members are the same people that we go to mosque with, that we go to Tarawih with in Ramadan, that we go to Dhikrs with, that we go and greet when they go mm. on Umrah, that we go and greet when they go on Hajj, mashallah. But when it gets to menstrual time, all of a sudden the they become heathens. Mm. And I think in a society that is so plagued by social ills, in a society where we are being plagued by drugs and violence and alcoholism and prostitution within our own communities, we really should start making the effort to find out what is happening within a menstrual troop before we pass judgment. Absolutely. In fact, you touch on something that I've left for the very large, last. <clears throat> Some would say it's not a perception, it is so. And this is the negative side of the minstrels. Yeah, and you know what I'm saying? Hmm? And I, I think you've just touched on it. No, Jamil, that is totally unwarranted. Okay. Minstrels, the crops has changed totally in the last 10 to 15 years. More organized. Much more organized, run much more professionally, mm. run by educated people, uh-huh. professional people. And one of the one of the things that always stand out for me, in the last 10 to 15 years, this time of the year has become for some households the only time of the year when mother, father and children are together mm. all the time. Because wow. the, the whole family goes with the clubs. It's become a family thing. People have come to realize that this is a place I can take my children and grandchildren to. So that old stereotype image that the clubs has, has always had is long gone. And also something that Mishvika mentioned, some of the clubs owners, troop owners, pay some of their children's school fees. Some of them have sent children to university. Mm-hmm. And the troop has become a safe haven for lots of people out there in our community. Okay. Mr. Speaker, I want to take an ad break. Uh, I think I've got about three or four minutes left after that. And then I want to come back and, as even, and again just touch on what you have touched on now. Uh, I want to find out from you, you know, disciplinary measures and things under which the troops organize and that you guys implement. And we want to see if we can stamp out this misconception that, yeah, it's not all school is what the club is. That's all. But, Jamil, I would rather have my child being part of an organized, disciplined troop than to have him in a nightclub doing drugs or alcohol, which is what is happening very, very commonly. In Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape.
Well, uh, welcome back once more. Uh, I'm reading the SMSs here and it's caught my eye. There's a couple of questions coming through. Still with me is Mushfika Bota and Habi Nazim. And I was going to ask Nazim now. I'm, I'll get to it. You know, if within the teams themselves, uh, the measures that they have in place, um, let's call it disciplinary me- uh, measures that they have in place if any member steps out of line. But also just Mushfika, a couple, couple of SMSs coming in here. Um, it says, uh, explain why, why is there a delay year of the, of the year? I think we've touched on that. <laughs> and I think Nazim has explained the logistics that goes with it in getting the, the, the teams together for the day. Uh, but it's something that they are working on. They are aware of the concerns around it. And then also, uh, Wassalam panel, thumbs up, well said Mushfika. I hope the right ears reach this message because people are under the impression that the money goes to the pockets of the leaders. Well done. Hope all goes according to plan, inshallah. Amen. That's a couple of SMSs that's come through. Mushfika, I want to start with you because you were saying this misconception. Um, you prepared to take anybody that still has a misconception. Anybody. To one anybody, to please. Two. Anybody that wants to get a proper picture of the minstrels of the club, sir, please phone Voice of the Cape, get my number, and I will take you along with me to any club scammer over the Cape Flats. Because we have to start getting out of our ivory towers. We mm. cannot sit up there and judge, but not be prepared to be a part of this community and then see what's happening. But I have been to rugby matches which take place between our community Muslim teams, mm. and there is more <laughs> ill discipline, more <laughs> ugliness, more negativity activity spewed there than what there is mm. at let's, the let's say it's some of the games some of the games some of the games not all of the games but um what i'm saying is that the misconception comes i would love people to see what it means to a child to be a part of the stoop you know what for us it's one thing to say oh no we're going to the beach mm. we're going here we're going there it's holidays we're going here you know what there are people and there are children in our communities who are not that fortunate. Their parents do not have the luxury, the finance to take them to the beach for the day, to take them. So to be a part of that troop is an outing. To be a part of that troop takes them out of gang-ridden and crime-ridden and violence-ridden communities, which we are stuck with. Again, I am not saying that there is no negativity and no uh, social ills which plague the minstrels, but like with any sport it is the minority and again anybody who wishes to come with me who wants to spend some time and see what this is all about please feel free to contact me inshallah does from your side um when we look at measures that's in place disciplinary measures you know um what are we looking at all the big troops are very very strict Mm -hmm. no drinking no smoking wow uh, when I say smoking, uh, you know the perception that is the tacharukas uh, and all. It doesn't happen mm. at clubs kamas. For every waktu, they stop. Wow. The bulk of the guys actually go to masjid. Mm-hmm. And and something that always stands out is we had a road march one year, and Asplingstrad Masjid looked like a juma. And the imam that day said, "Ikvens it was yakadaka road march." So, very sadly, we don't get the credit we deserve. 
And like Bushfika had said uh, uh, earlier on, Klopse is the highlight for so many youngsters. How many, how, how, how many years uh, <laughs> has this been a culture of ours? I mean, come from Tukasada. It's been a culture for very, very long, but I do think that the social upliftment aspect mm. of the Klopse are actually is actually coming to the fore now. No. There are people who support their families by through an honest day's work making the Klopse uniform. There are women mm. in shelters who are supporting themselves by making rosettes. There are people who make the tamarines. There are people who make the kales. It is a it is a it's community. It is an itself. industry, industry on, its on its own. And very many people do not acknowledge that. Very many people for the oddest reason. The moment they hear Klopse, I'll sit langs jou in die tarawig elke aan. Al het hulle nou langs jou gesit in, in die masjid vir die dikker. The moment they hear Klopse, somehow or the other, miraculously, this person is a bad person. Right. He's a gangster or he's a merchant or something to that effect. And I really do think that that is a perception um, mm. which people need to let go of. I think as a community, we have to look at not um, judging those who sin differently. I once spoke to a gentleman um, who proudly told me that um, the the... the the minstrels were low lives and him and all of his friends him and all of his Muslim friends who had platinum cars at Grand West thought so <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to leave it on this note it was an absolute pleasure having you guys here we've got a little I think our listeners have now got a little bit of a different perception on what the coons are all about the minstrels are all about yeah, it's been Jami, around for many 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 years yeah, Jami, we don't use the term coons, coons anymore, anymore yeah. minstrels it's minstrels no Nazim it was like Musfika the same for you everything of the very best so we want to reiterate it is the date official date 5th it's Monday the 5th of okay. January if I could just say that the, oh, the one organization I haven't had confirmation from the triple KA I'm only getting their things tonight but the one organization the Cape Town Minstrel Carnival Association who plays at Athlone will be having competition for all their leagues on the 1st mm-hmm. which is Thursday up until 7 o'clock the stadium will close at 7 because it's Thursday night mm-hmm. then they will be after after Juma'a on the Friday night and also on the Saturday and then again to mm-hmm. everybody to come out I'm and support go, the Nachtruppe yeah. I'm going to ask you to let me have a program yes. but I've got to wrap now Musfika it's been a pleasure having you Nazim the same here everything uh, uh, again Exhalavis Faith Inshallah Inshallah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi